Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, and I'm joined, as always, by our Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes, who's in Chicago. Paul, good to hear from you. Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? Doing real well. Uh, the, uh, I guess the, the topic that we wanted to start off with today, Paul, was, uh, was Corey Kluber. And just throwing out the question, is Corey Kluber ever going to walk another batter for, okay. for the rest of the season? Uh, how... Uh, how dominant has he been in this stretch? He's been unbelievable, Joe. I mean, uh, what, 43 in the third innings without a walk. The last man he walked was Domingo Sant- Santana from Milwaukee uh, in the fourth inning, I think, uh, last month. I, so, uh, you know, he's really been uh, dominant. And uh, I think it's interesting to kind of look at the reasons why. Uh, this is a guy, you know, as, as we both know, throws a lot of strikes. Uh, you know, he likes to, you know, he's, he doesn't dance too much. He's, he's going to come right at the hitter. And I think uh, hitters are so conscious of getting behind him and then having to face that breaking ball, the, the two-seamer, the, the slider, the curveball, whatever he, he calls it, um, that they swing early, uh, which leads to early contact. And right now he's been getting a lot of outs. And, uh, you know, and, and when they do fall behind, he's striking people out. So. Uh, you know, it, it really works to his advantage as to be as aggressive as he is. And with that aggressiveness and staying in the zone, he's going to give up more hits. He's going to give up more home runs. Uh, he, he's given up 12 home runs this year, which, which seems kind of high for him. Uh, but, you know, like, like you said, it, the, the, the hitters know that, that the ball is going to be there. So, obviously, if you're swinging at, at balls in the zone, you're, you're going to – you're going to hit, you're going to have more home runs hit against you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, and uh, I think uh, you see that with, you know, kind of veteran hitters, I mean, veteran pitchers, you know, they, 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 they come right at the hitter and they know they're going to, you know, give up a home run here or there. Uh, what they don't want to do is give it up with, obviously with people on base and a uh, Kluber does a pretty good job of that. Uh, you know, although he did get burned, uh, he has been burned a couple of times. Uh, you know, this, the season opener against Seattle comes to my mind when uh, Cruz hit the two-run homer against him in the, in the first inning and ended up beating him. Uh, but, you know, this guy is is so proficient and so, you know, kind of efficient with with everything he does leading up to his start that, you know, he is really precise with, with what he's trying to do. Him and Gomes have a great, uh, great uh, you know, kind of flow between the between the, between them and it, it really worked well together and you know just to see him work is is fun 
according to the Indians, uh, Kluber's streak is now the fourth longest streak by an Indians pitcher in the baseball reference play index era. That's after 1908. Uh, and it's the longest streak since Paul Bird back in 2007. Boy, what, uh, what a season Paul Bird had for the Indians back uh, that, that year. Uh, 48 streak uh, for Bird uh, from April to June 6th. So, uh, yeah, right Kluber's, up until he got the, the news broke that it, the HGA, HGH news broke before game seven of the ALCS. And the wheels Paul came Bird, off the car. Yeah, yeah Paul, Paul Bird. Bird was a hero, man. I, I don't even know if he ever got charged with that, but it certainly kind of put the kibosh on the Indians. In yeah, well, we know that report came out of the Dominican, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, referencing the old uh, Jose uh, Ramirez thing that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, just looking at Kluber, uh, he missed a month last year, uh, the month of May, basically, uh, and, and, and came back and was dominant after that. This year, he's been healthy all the way through. Uh, you know, that, that missing that month of May sort of inspired him to uh, go on and, and, and you know, tweak his, his preparation regimen so that his back didn't give out. Uh, you know, it, it, that lasted – all the way up until the playoffs last year when, right. when you know, things didn't work out. But with the, the number of innings that he and the, the starting rotation have, have been throwing so far early on this year because of the bullpen struggles, uh, can Kluber maintain this sort of dominance through September into October? Uh, can he, can he, how long can he go without walking guys and, and, and feeling healthy and, and strong and being this, this dominant number one? Well, I, I'm sure he's going to walk a guy. He'll probably walk, walk his walk – Oh, come somebody. on, Paul. He's not going to walk anybody. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, but the thing that's impressive, Joe, you know, last year, the last couple of years, you know, Kluber has made kind of a name for himself with the strikeout. And the, his strikeouts are down this year. And I think, you know, that's because he's being, you know, more efficient, uh, throwing more strikes, getting ahead of people early, forcing them to swing the bat. You know, he, he always said, you know, strikeouts weren't – you know, weren't what I was after. And, uh, you know, and, and, and when he striked out 200, 230 people, we're all shaking our head. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, he, with the, with his concentration on getting more early contact, I think he, he may be more efficient and, you know, and cut down his number of pitches and be stronger than, you know, when, when August and September and, uh, you know, perhaps postseason roll around. And, and this is all a good thing for young guys like uh, Mike Clevenger to sit there and watch and, and Adam Plitko to sit there and watch as he does try to, to cut down on that pitch count because that's what usually winds up biting guys like Clevenger, you know, in a, in a start where, you know, he might have a 30-pitch inning but then, you know, settle down and, and give you three or four good solid innings. But by the, the sixth or seventh inning, he's, he's, he's out of gas. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And that's just all part of the learning curve. You know, we saw it with uh, Carlos Carrasco two nights ago, uh, you know, against Chicago. He threw 50 pitches in the first two innings and then somehow reeled it in and got through seven innings. Uh, you know, and you, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to see a young guy do that. You're not going to see a Clevenger, maybe not even a Bauer do that. But, you've, you know, you've got to be a, kind of a veteran guy to do that and, and still have great stuff, which Carlos does. And, you know, so um, the, the idea of, of getting early contact, avoiding walks, you know, keeping your pitch count down, that all 
comes into play of, of keeping a starter fresher, you know, the deeper he gets into a season. All right. Well, we know that uh, Corey Kluber is probably in line to uh, make another all-star appearance this year. Uh, the all-star balloting, the first release of the all-star uh, balloting for the position players was uh, issued on Tuesday, and the Indians were pretty well represented uh, in that group. Uh, right now, Jose Ramirez, the only Indians uh, starter uh, um, among the group uh, in line to, to start the game in Washington right now, he's got a pretty significant lead at third base. Uh, Miguel Andahar from um, New York, the the rookie there, is is uh, you know getting some some votes and is trailing him in, in second place. But uh, everywhere else, Michael Brantley is one spot out of the outfield, but it's not likely that he's going to overtake uh, Aaron Judge. And Francisco Lindor is behind Manny Machado at shortstop. Uh, how you know, assuming that those three guys are. Uh, pretty much in line to to make it to Washington D.C. How many other Indians players uh, do you see making it to to the All Star game? Well, you know that's a good question. Um, uh, boy, you know I would think. Uh, well, I don't think any relievers are going to make. You know, no you spots know, would, in the bullpen this year. Yeah, you would think Adam Miller would have had a shot if he could have stayed healthy, and and the same with Cody Allen. But Cody's had good years, and I don't think he's ever gone to an all-star game. But, I, thought, I thought Cody Allen had an outside chance to make it last year. Yeah, but, so uh, did I. No, there were a lot of other really – they seem to have gone with a, a whole bunch of closers last year, and, and apparently Cody didn't make the, uh, the cut. This year, obviously, not, uh, not his year. But I would think, you know, Carrasco and, and Bauer have a shot. I, you know, Carrasco's, uh, you know, pitch well. I think Bauer – you know, kind of an under-the-radar guy, but a good ERA, his record, I don't think reflects how well he's pitched. You know, I think uh, those two guys uh, could could help the Indians. I mean, what, they have five, I think, last year mm-hmm. in uh, Miami? I, I think that that would, you know, they could approach that number again. Yeah, I, I think five seems like a good uh, good round number for them. Uh I, I, the, the the real question is Bauer are the are the people going to look at how he's pitched rather than some of the numbers that he's he's put up the the win loss record and the uh, the ERA is actually pretty good and the strikeout yeah. total is is pretty good so you know there's if you're not going in you got to kill the win as a stat I guess but uh, uh, if you're looking at Trevor Bauer is is he a guy that can make it as a an an injury replacement or a you know pitched on Sunday so can't pitch in the game so they you know yeah. there's, there's always a handful of guys who get get selected to the game because of that and it also helps with the uh, you know the the representation rule as well yeah and the pitchers I think that what the, the new with under the rule changes I think who the I don't know if uh, the pitchers are elected by their peers maybe mm. and, and the manager. You know, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Bauer's like 7-0 and against – or 7-0 and in his career against Houston. So, I think, uh, you know, that would uh, – A.J. Hinch might uh, – or maybe maybe it works against against yeah. uh, uh, Well, anybody, anybody who so watched – stirred the pot so much with, with Houston. Anybody who watched Bauer and Garrett Cole pitch uh, in, in, on that Sunday game that went uh, extra innings, uh, you know, both of those guys are all-star pitchers as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, assuming, was... 
assuming Kluber, Verlander, Cole, uh, you know, there's James Paxton has to be a guy who's, yeah, who's Paxton, a pick. Um, you know, those are guys, they're going to take about five starting pitchers. But again, it always winds up working out that one or two of those guys pitches on Sunday before the break and, yeah. and won't be available for the game. And then one is always, you always keep a starter, you know, in, in the back end of the bullpen in case it goes extra innings. And so you don't end in a tie. I remember, uh, uh, Justin Masterson was that guy once, and uh, right. so was uh, uh, Chuck Finley, I think. I think Finley didn't want to pitch in the All-Star game. He just wanted to stay in the bullpen. But Oh, uh, half the guys show up to there just to, to, to have fun and, and be around the, uh, the other players. You know, it, was it Alex Rodriguez uh, a few years back played, played an inning or two, and then, you know, Cadillac, he was in the showers and he was gone. Yeah, Manny, Manny Ramirez – I think his grandfather, his grandmother died three times and uh, <laughs> to avoid going to the all-star game. And, and one day, one time he came uh, just to get the, the bag, all the goodies that they get, you know, the, the gift bags and all the equipment bags full of stuff with stuff. And then he left. I so I don't. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think uh, it, it's a fun, it's a fun event, the all-star game. It's, uh, it's kind of, a, a, you know, it's three days and you when when your head is swimming, but everybody's in a good mood at the all-star game, all the players, you know, it's like almost like spring training. What do you think the chances are that uh, AJ Hinch asks uh, Terry Francona to help out this year because Terry had to, had to miss last year's uh, all-star game with the, with the health issues. You know, that's a great, that's a great uh, point, Joe. I, I, I didn't put two and two together and I would think that decision has already been made. They usually make that fast. So I have to see. I have to see what Tito says. I'm. That's a good uh, story there. Maybe right there. maybe pregame. Ask him. Yeah, uh, pull yeah. him off to the side. Don't let the other guys get this. Come on. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's a good thought, man. Um, and and just looking at the the All Star Bell, I want to take a look at the the totals here. There's two positions in the American League. The American League's pretty stacked if you if you think about it, uh, in in a lot of spots, but particularly at catcher and first base, they're. Uh, they're they're really struggling to get somebody in there. Like you know, it, it figures that Carlos Santana moves to the National League in a year that if he was having a typical Carlos Santana year, he'd be uh, you know a, a shoe in at first base. Yeah. Now go go over the first baseman for me. First baseman Jose Abreu, Mitch Moreland, and uh, Miguel Cabrera, who uh, yeah just uh, hurt just hurt himself and he's done for the season. Um, and Abreu and Moreland are separated by about 20,000 votes. And really, that Abreu's only got, you know, like 267,000 votes, and that's not a lot. Yeah, and uh, Moreland just started playing, right? They re- released Hanley Ramirez to get him more playing time. Exactly. So you've also got Albert Pujols and Yuli Gurriel. I mean, the pickings are very slim at first base in the American yeah. League this year. Uh, and, and, and similarly, at, at catcher, I mean, Gary Sanchez is uh, leading Wilson Ramos from the, the Rays, and I, I think that's one that could probably be flip-flopped. I think uh, Wilson Ramos probably deserves the, the nod at, in, at that point. Jan Gomes, not in the top five, but uh, Sanchez, simply because he's playing in New York. And it's yeah, a that's market, he's going to get some votes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get those votes. I. I don't necessarily think Gary Sanchez is more deserving than even Ian Gomes. 
he's defensively, he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I mean, I, he's got a lot of work to do, but he can swing the bat, and uh, I guess that's what counts. Right. All right. So, and, and just the other, uh, the other positions, Mookie Betts, uh, Mike Trout, obvious, and uh, Aaron Judge are uh, running away with the, the, the starting outfield positions. But it looks like Michael Brantley is in a good position to, to be, you know, picked as a reserve. Uh, George Springer is also, you know, right behind Brantley there. Yeah. And he's, he's certainly deserving. Yeah, I like Springer. Uh, J.D. Martinez and John Carlos Stanton are, uh, you know, Martinez doubling up John Carlos Stanton yeah. right now at, uh, at designated hitter in vote totals. And Shohei Otani is third. But, you know, Uh-oh. Shohei Otani <laughs> might not come back off the DL this year. So yeah, He's uh, going to get a lot of Japanese votes, believe me. Those guys, that, that'll influence well, uh, the outcome. He might be there with his arm in the cast. Right. Well, if Otani doesn't make it as a as a as a designated hitter, what do you think the chances are that they could use, uh, pick him as a as a reserve injured for as a pitcher just to give him the nod and uh, yeah, bring him, have him introduced. Back. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Right. I, thought... I mean, there are there are voters in the uh, in the Indians press box this year who, when they're picking rookie of the month every month now, they're they're saying, telling me, uh, you know, any anybody who doesn't vote for Otani as rookie of the month is uh, is doing a disservice. Well. Uh, not going forward anymore, I guess. Uh, no, no. I, and he, what? He, I think Joe, he came over from Japan with the, you know, some kind of elbow issue, and it just kind of flared up again. I guess the, the last thing I read, he didn't need Tommy John, right? I, I don't know if they 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 weren't. They, they still it. hadn't decided, and they had given him right after they they made the announcement that he signed. They there was an announcement that he had just received a, a PRP, one of those platelet rich uh, yeah. uh, in, injections in his elbow. Uh, to to try and you know boost his you know endurance or whatever, but yeah. you know it lasted a couple months, I guess. Yeah, it's too bad. It, it's a great story for baseball, and you know to see a two way guy like that—that's fun. That's exciting, man. I saw him. You know, he hit the home run off Kluber in in uh, the second series of the uh, season. So you know, guys for real. I mean, after and I saw him in spring training, Joe, and I thought this guy's this guy's overrated, man. He's overmatched. I. Especially when it came to swinging a bat, and I mean, it, it a lot of things change between spring training and the regular season with him. Uh, what's uh, what's Japanese for playing possum? I don't know. That's uh, right. Yeah, what that is. The, the Japanese term is. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we talked about all-star voting. Let's talk about the uh, the Indians' outfield situation. Uh, any day now, any minute now, uh, a decision should be coming on Brandon Geyer and his uh, return. Uh, to the roster at some point from uh, the next strain. Uh, has he, has he been able to get it going uh, like they had hoped in, in his rehab starts uh, or is, or is there still a big question mark there? I mean, he's been ter- He had a terrible rehab run. I think he was like four, five for 40. And on the last, on the last game rehab game, he got hit by hit by a pitch in, in, in the, in the left hand, in the right hand, you know, the hand he did not have surgery on in the off season and that prevented him from being activated Monday. So, uh, you know, now Francona has said that, uh, he should be activated sometime this, uh, series against the White Sox. They're pl- they've got a left, uh, the White Sox got a lefty going on uh, Thursday. So that would probably make some most sense. Uh, I talked to uh, Brandon uh, yesterday and he, he, I mean, he had a nasty, his, his hand was black and blue, just like Roberto Perez's. And uh, he said he was, a, he thought he broke it initially, but he's, you know, he, it's starting to feel better. He's, 
He's, you know, took BP yesterday. Uh, so I think he's ready now. What they do, you know, when, and they, and, you know, Frank Cona said something else. He said, you know, we want to make sure he's, he's healthy because when he comes back, somebody's got to go. And, uh, you know, do, they really don't have a, um, you know, I guess Allen would be the logical choice. He's got an option. He's got the options, yeah. But but they don't have a natural center fielder. You know, they've got to keep him in center field. And I don't think anybody else on the roster is going to play center field. You know, with Zimmer on the DL. You've, uh, got, Raj, you've got Raji and you've got Lonnie Chisholm-Hall, yeah. who's, who's played a little in center field. But you, you've got – I mean, he, he's on, you know, one and a half good legs anyways. Yeah, and I don't think uh, – you want to play Raja every day in center. I mean, you can play him there, but, you know, I think he's 37, 38 years old. I'd be surprised if they went that way. So, you know, I think it comes down to Milky, Cabrera, or Raja, you know, once uh, they uh, they make a move here with Geyer or they trade Geyer. Who knows what's going – you know, I guess, you know, but I don't know who, who's going to take Geyer when he hasn't played this year very and, much. And he's, and he's got a $3 million uh, option. Yeah. His option for next year is a $3 million. He's making Yeah, it's a club option, though. So club probably have okay. to buy out. But, yeah, um, I, I don't know what the buyout is on his option. Yeah, it's probably about a million dollars or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. Like a million bucks. I, I mean, what's your, what's your gut? What's your, your feeling? Do you, do you think he sticks with all veterans or does he, does he keep Allen and, and sort of give him that confidence boost? I think he stays with Allen, you know, knowing how much he, you know, this, Knowing how important the, the, the starting rotation is to this club, I think he's got to stick with Allen for defense. I mean, it doesn't matter what Allen does, but you need somebody that can go get him in center field. I mean, and Raja's good two, two times a, a week, but, I mean, you're not going to play him every day. So I think, I think Allen stays. All right. Well, let's, uh, the other uh, the other component to that, you talked about the starting pitching, uh, you know, and having Greg Allen out there for defense. The, uh, the relief pitching is sort of looked like it's approaching turning a corner. Maybe uh, <laughs> there, maybe there's something there with Neil Ramirez. Maybe, uh, maybe Zach McAllister's light switches flipped to the on position right now. What's, uh, what are you seeing there in the, in the bullpen? Well, I, I think you hit on two, uh, two names that are, that are, uh, that are kind of crucial right now. And Oliver Perez has done a nice job. The left-hander they picked up. Uh, so I think the, the big thing I, I feel about this bullpen is it, it, you've got some stability finally, you know, and, and they've changed, uh, you know, all of a sudden Dan Otero and, and Tyler Olson and even McAllister have been kind of pushed to the back of the pen and, and you've got, uh, you know, Neil, Neil Ramirez and, and, uh, uh, Neil Ramirez and, uh, Perez pitching more in, in, you know, leverage situations. And, you know, uh, uh, McAllister did a nice job yesterday. Uh, or, yeah, did a nice job, uh, you know, what, what was that, Tuesday, coming in and retiring all seven guys he faced. But they were trailing. And, uh, but he has gotten a couple opportunities lately when they're tied or when, you know, when they've been had a lead. I think he's really kind of working on that breaking ball. So that could be something to watch. That could be something that helps him. Uh, but uh, right now it looks like it's Ramirez and Perez and Cody Allen. If uh, you know, they can just not, not have him go like one and a third, one and two thirds, two innings every time he, he gets to do in a save situation. And uh, Andrew Miller, not that far off. I, I guess he's, he's continuing to pr- progress, but uh, obviously they're going to, to really sort of take their time with this, this time, time around 
any any further conversation about Miller going out on a rehab stint uh, once he's back to being ready? You know, I thought that was cut and dry, but now they're kind of dancing around that a little bit. Uh, you know, but I thought for sure he'd go out on a rehab. He's thrown a bullpen session today again, and I think uh, when they get home after this uh, trip, after Thursday's game, um, they he'll throw he'll face some hitters in in Cleveland, and maybe then they'll make a decision. But right now, I mean, it you know he says he's doing okay, uh, but I think they're still worried about his knee, you know, because it's his landing knee. And he's not able to, you know, kind of finish his pitches if he's feeling pain in that knee. And they want to get him to a point where he's healthy. And this is the last time he goes on the DL. He's already been on a DL twice. So, you know, I think that they're going to take their time with this. And I would think, hopefully, it would, it would involve a rehab assignment because they didn't do it last time. He pitches, what, two weeks, and he's back on the DL again. So, right. you know, what, what did that, how did that help you? And then he had, you know, he – he just had compiled some miserable stats in in May, and and they they're talking about you know bracing the knee, uh, taping it to, to to try and support it that way, uh, you know anything short of any sort of invasive procedure of, of any kind. But uh, you know he's he's sort of a guy who is constructed differently than most pitchers. I mean he's this he's this tall, wiry, lanky. You know the the legs are they're they're long but they're not like overly muscly legs or anything like that so so he's sort of a guy who might be more prone to this kind of an injury because of just the way his body is built yeah I mean he is you know six seven he looks like he weighs about 160 pounds and uh you know and he and he creates so much uh torque you know from that landing leg and and it you know, he kind of slingshots the ball up there across his body that his knee really, he has to be able to throw against his front side. It, it has to be strong. And I think that's been the problem. Uh, uh, and he's like a basketball player to me. I, I You know, I, you know he, he, that's what he looks like to me. He looks like a, a center, you know, or something like that. Like, well, he, did go, he did go to North Carolina. I mean, yeah, right. you know, they're, they're renowned for their basketball players. So, uh, uh, that, you know, the, but, you know, I think, you know, if he, if he you know, I, I, you know, you wonder if did they miss a chance to do surgery over the offseason because, you know, this is the same problem we had last year. But I guess any time you can avoid surgery, that's a, that's a plus. So, you know, I think they'll just have to keep their fingers crossed here, uh, wait till he gets back and hope uh, Oliver Perez holds up as, a, as the first lefty out of the pen and, and that they can get some help from Olsen. Yeah, and you mentioned Olsen. It's sort of – he he just seems like this year he just seems sort of lost to me. Uh, yeah. I, he's out there, uh, you know. I, I don't think he knows where the ball's going when he when he's when he's throwing it up there, not hitting his spots, and and this breaking stuff is not able to be commanded as as well as it was last year. Yeah, I think you definitely, and you know, he's you know, I, I he just uh, I think confidence is a big thing, you know, and obviously he wasn't going to go all year without giving up a run like he did last year. I mean, it was going to have to be like some, uh, some letdown, but uh, he just hasn't, like you said, Joe, he just hasn't been consistent. You know? two, two things you can't believe when they happened. Uh, Tyler Olson gives up a run and Corey Kluber walks somebody. Those, uh, we, we just, we're, we're conditioned now to, to not, to just have disbelief every time we, uh, one of these things occurs. Yeah, All the right. mean caught up with him, I think. <laughs> the average <laughs> of the means. I sound like Trevor Bauer now. I don't know. Uh, you're going to give us a statistical analysis, right? <laughs> uh, 
All right, Paul. Um, good talking to you again, and we will hook up uh, again when you, uh, you get back into town uh, for uh, the continuing saga of the Indians and their 16-game stretch against uh, the American League Central. Uh, still, uh, still here in first place with the biggest lead in all of baseball in a division. Yeah, I mean, this is this is their time where they've got to make a move here, and they they what they got five maybe a five game four game lead something like that. So I mean. You know, they should, they should play well here. They've got to play well, and I think they will. All right, Paul, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Joe, thanks, man.